Holy Spirit, please enter this room and give me the grace to share a testimony along with the scripture that will help even if one person uh, come closer to Christ. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Welcome back to A Wednesday Word. I hope you guys enjoyed the last one. I did get some feedback that some people loved it, um, so that is really exciting. Uh, And if you are following on Instagram, you know that today's word is also in Genesis. Um, And so I wanted to give a little bit of not feedback, but like just a little bit of like biblical facts, I guess. Um, and this is something that I like not necessarily recently learned, but like kind of like, oh yeah. Um, it's very interesting, you know, how like you can read something or watch something, um, one time and then, you know, you go through life and you watch it again and like, it's not that you're watching a different movie, but you get something different out of it. And I, I truthfully feel like that is how the Bible is. Um, actually not truthfully feel that is how the Bible is. It's called the living word for a reason. Like it doesn't change as you grow. Um, you, you grow when you realize like something that was in here for you. So anyway, I'm, I'm just sharing where I am at with that. So anyway, biblical facts. Um, I think a lot of people look at the Bible maybe like as a book of just kind of like a whole bunch of books that don't really tie in together, but the, the, from Genesis chapter one, verse one, all the way to the last verse of Revelation saying, amen, is a story. It's, it's a, it's one huge story. Um, and so that's like kind of split into two parts. But anyway, so Genesis starts and kind of like tells about the beginning of people. And, you know, I, I have, I've read Genesis many times in my life and, um, I now have like a, and I'm not going to say a full understanding because I will never have a full understanding of the Bible. I will never, ever, ever in my life, nobody will ever, ever in their life have a full understanding of the Bible. It's so intricate. It's whatever. But now that I have read through Genesis again at this age, I'm like, wow, um, God is so gracious and forgiving. Cause like, I'm finding myself being upset with the, the people in the book. Like, like, girl, why you do that? Like, it, and it's, it's actually like, it's kind of funny now, um, to think back to it, but Genesis is just a big story of just how people, humanity, us can, and like, we still do it now, just continued and continued to like mess up and do their own thing. And then God has to like come swoop down and like, okay, let me, let me fix this mess that you have made of this situation. Like, like we talked about last week, like God does everything for good. Even, even when you mess up, everything he does is intended for good. And, um, so anyway, this, this story, it has become near and dear to my heart lately. Um, so the story today we are reading about, um, Abram and Sarai, um, which they later become Abraham and Sarah, um, which you're probably more familiar with. Um, but anyway, Abraham and Sarah were very, very, very old. Um, God had promised, um, them that they would have children, um, but they're getting older and now they're like, "Mm, yeah, that's real cute that you said we're going to have children. But like at this point, no, we're not like, (laughs) that was, that was funny. And like, how dare them, you know, like kind of laugh at God, like, dude, really children us old, like, okay. Anyway, 
Um, so I wanted to read about that today and I think it's funny because like reading here and like there's so many moments in here where I'm like okay why were y'all tripping but then I look back into my own life and I'm like no 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 somebody could easily like if somebody were to write a book about my actions and my decisions after like I've been instructed by God and what I decided to do anyway they would be like, girl, now why were you doing that? It, it's literally the same. So it's like, I, I can only have so much judgment for them because I've done the same thing. And you probably have to. Um, so anyway, we are going to be in um, Genesis chapter 16. And I just wanted to say as well, like, so before all of this, um, you know, they kind of, they've taken things into their own hands and then we'll, we'll just go from there. So I'm in chapter 16, verse one of Genesis. Um, and I am in again at the new international version. So they're kind of like sub, not subtitles, but kind of like, um, like little mini titles sometimes. And they're not necessarily corresponded to like each, um, chapter, um, throughout the Bible, but I'm just saying, so this one is Hagar and Ishmael. Now Sarai Abram's wife, so this is before their names are changed, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian maidservant named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. And like, I just want to pause right there because absolutely not. I wouldn't. God said it. I said, no, I, I am not doing that. Like, can you imagine how much turmoil that cost? And of course it did cost turmoil. Uh, but anyway, so Abraham agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarai, took, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian maidservant Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. So Sarai finds out that Hagar's pregnant and despises her now because, of course. Then Sarai said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my servant in your arms and now she knows she's pregnant. She despises me. Oh, I actually read that wrong. Actually, we're going to stop. Sorry, I read that wrong. Um, so the servant actually despises Sarai. Um, which, either way, like, yes, obviously this is going to cause issues and, like, hilarious Sarai like really you're mad at your husband because you gave him your maidservant and said sleep with her so that you can have children and then when she actually is about to have like she's gonna have a child now you're mad like really anyway um so yeah she says you're responsible for what I'm suffering I put my servant in your arms and now she knows she's pregnant she despises me may the Lord judge between you and me your servant is in your hands Abram said do with her whatever you think is best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. So we're going to stop there because, wow. Okay. Because I, I just have to think so many times, like, I've been, um, I just want to go back because this, this is the whole, my application, I guess, of this is um, what I've related to in my own life of I was in a job position that I did not really care for, but I impulsively made a move to go somewhere else. Um, and even when there were signs of like, and I'm, I'm sure that you guys have had this before, but there were signs of like, okay, maybe this isn't the route that you need to go to try to like rectify this situation. I kept on anyway. Like there were so many, like my application process going to that other job was so 
Like there were just so many things that were like, hmm, that's questionable. Hmm, I don't like that. Like, like for example, like one of my interviews, like the interviewer came in late. And like, I know that that's like not uncommon, but it's been uncommon in my experience. Um, and then another thing, like the job that I actually applied for, she like popped up and was like, oh, there's actually this other job. And like, you know, it sounded like it had bells and whistles and everything, but it was like, it wasn't. And I, sh- I should have continued with what I was doing if I was going to do that, but I didn't. It was just like at every moment I was like making a decision and it was not like, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't vibe. I get in the position. I absolutely hate it. I actually, I knew very quickly that I was like, oh, this is not what I was expecting this to be. I don't like it. And of course, instantly in that moment, I'm now like, God, why did you put me in this situation? Uh, (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Like, and I know he didn't do this, but like, if I was God, I'd be looking at me like, girl, why did I, why did you, like, why did you put yourself in that position? Cause I tried to tell you that that wasn't it, but you weren't listening. And now you're looking at me like, why am I here? It's, it's literally your fault. It's literally, but he still got me up out of there anyway. He still made it good for me, but it took me a very long time to see what was actually going on. Um, so anyway, like, Sarai decides to take things into her own hands and then is now upset that things are not going the way that they're supposed to. And just be reminded, God has already told them, I am going to give you a child. And because they cannot see what's going on, they're like, "Mm mm-mm. So I I did a little bit of studying and I need to do this before anyway. Um, But I just have to say, like, I don't have, like, I'm not, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a priest. I'm, I, that is not my ministry, but I do have like, I think decent knowledge of, um, the Bible. I've been in the Bible pretty much my whole life. My parents kind of like, um, started me up with that. So I like have places of scripture that are in my head, but I don't always remember where they're at. Like I can regurgitate them, but if you ask me where it is, I'm not going to be able to tell you. I'm working on that. But this has helped me, I think, work on that. And um, I was actually shocked today because I knew the scripture that I was going to here. And I actually remembered not only the book and the chapter, I also remembered the verse, which is very, very rare. But in my defense, like to kind of not toot my own horn, um, this is a very common scripture. So I wanted to go into Proverbs, which is um, just kind of like a book of uh, a sayings, if you will. Like they're, um, I'm not to dumb them down, but like they're kind of a book of sayings. There's not really a story that's being told here. Um, so anyway, Proverbs chapter three, verse five, which is something that people um, say often, but it is, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And I think a lot of people use that verse and they, um, a lot of Proverbs is kind of like twofold, like the, the verses kind of come in pairs um, because there is a semicolon after understanding, which means like this, the sentence is not done. Um, but a lot of people just read you verse five. So I'm going to read both verse five and six because it does tie it all in together um, to me and really hones in on what was going on in Genesis with um, Sarai and Abram. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Um, there's a footnote down here for make your path straight, which also means like will direct your paths. So 
I like to use those both together because first of all, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. We we are told from the very beginning of Genesis um, that we don't have the same knowledge and same understanding that God has. Um, we don't have his wisdom. We are literally mere humans. Um, we don't understand everything that's going on um, all the time. And another thing that I wanted to mention here is that um, you often see this like in other situations. You you never have a full understanding of the picture. For example, if you are um, at work with someone and, you know, they're kind of being bitter towards you, just you maybe out of the blue or maybe they always been like that and you just got there. So you're like, oh, this person doesn't like me. And it's like, then you get some knowledge that like maybe six months ago, their father passed away. And so they're, they've not really ever been the same since that. But like, because you didn't know that you've been carrying on and talking like, oh yeah, so-and-so has beef with me. Like they don't like me. And then you start treating them like, yeah, I don't really like you either. And now there's like this, this unspoken, um, conflict between you guys because you think that that person doesn't like you out of the blue when in actuality they've not really been the same and they really probably just needed some grace and somebody to show some compassion while they've been through this time of grief um so you know when you have a full understanding of something you operate a little bit differently than what if you have piecemeal of that and with our situations in life with with what god is doing with us we always just have piecemeal it's it's so funny when you are going through like a a season of like some conflict or a situation where you're like like for example the the work situation I was talking about that whole entire year I was just like I am bro I'm not supposed to be here like this is this is not what I signed up for this is terrible and I feel like I was in that position until I learned like oh this is what you're supposed to be learning here. And and remember that you're here actually by your own doing and that I, God, am going to make this situation a good situation when you figure out what you are supposed to be doing here and what you're supposed to be learning in this moment so that I can take you to the next level. Because honestly, my own actions, in, in my opinion, looking back on the situation, um, in my own opinion, I was doing stuff on my own. And I actually, because I did that, was not ready to go to the next level of like where I am now. I thought that I was, and I am, but I, I was by technical skills, but like in terms of my uh, spiritual and emotional maturity, I was not ready at all. And, and that whole entire situation revealed that to me because I was not great at handling conflict and I'm still not great at it, but I, I, I know that I can lean on on God more for guidance in that because I'm not good at it. Um, so anyway, the second part of that, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So like I just said, like, that's fine that you're not great at something, but like you were not meant to do this on your own. Um, we didn't read about this, but in the beginning of Genesis, Adam is kind of walking around and even though he has all these animals around him and, you know, he has God, God still said, it is not good for man to be alone. And, and gave him a woman. Like, we are not meant to be alone in this world. We are not meant to be alone in this world. And we are not meant to, not, it, the thing is, we're not meant to be alone. And we're also not meant to be without God. Like, we need both of those things in order for us to to be okay, um, to, be, to be healthy, if you will. So um, I wanted to read that part. So now we're going to jump back to Genesis. And I do have my physical Bible here. So 
Um, I wonder if you will hear pages turning in here. Probably not. It's, it's not that not that great of a microphone. Well, I guess it is since it doesn't have background noise. Um, anyway, nope, we're not there. Almost. There's there's so much in Genesis. Like I can't. I I honestly can't believe how much actually happened in here. Okay, so um, I'm going to jump to probably like the middle of chapter 17, and I at this point, um, Hagar has had a son. Um, his name is Ishmael. The Lord sent an angel and told her that's what he was going to be named. Um, so anyway, that this is now going on. Abram has his son Ishmael, who he has with Hagar, the maidservant. Um, and so first we'll start off with chapter, um, 17 verse five and God is speaking and he says, no longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham for I've made you a father of many nations. So in Hebrew, Abraham means father of many. Um, and so I'm going to jump down a little bit more and God's given him kind of like some things that like, uh, the, the rules of their covenant. Um, and we'll talk about that in another episode, but anyway, um, down to verse 15, God also said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. What a promise. Um, Verse 17, Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abraham said, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. He says that to God. Then God said, yes, but your wife, Sarah, will bear you a son and you will call him Isaac. Isaac means he laughs. So God is giving promises and Abraham is laughing and I didn't read this yet, but Sarah also laughs like when she is told this. Um, and I just, again, I find it so funny. Like how you're, God is giving you a promise and you laugh. Like it's a joke, but then we do the same thing. Like God tells us like, yep, this is what you're going to do. And this is who you're going to be. And this is, I'm going to exalt you here so that you can exalt my name here. And you're like, um, yeah, what? Uh, what are you talking about? Um, and many nations, and I won't um, read about all of that, but um, as you guys may know, Sarah does end up having a son named Isaac. Like, um, and then again, it further, and I'm not, I'm not going to read all of this either, but Isaac and Ishmael kind of, they end up having some beef together because like, obviously, like, just think about that. You know, you, you guys have the same dad, but the circumstances of y'all coming about is, you know, one person's mom was like, oh, I can't have children and gave her maidservant. And then that's how you exist. And like, of course, you're squabbling with your brother. And then the other part of it is Isaac has been promised all these things. And, you know, this back in these times, and this is kind of still true today, but back in these times, the the older brother is given everything. He's given the blessings. He's given, you know, if, if your dad is a king, the first son is the one who becomes king, not not the baby. And in this situation, Isaac has been born many years later after this and has, 
and not that Ishmael does not have promises because God did give him promises as well. But Isaac has much greater promises because that is what God actually intended to happen. And it it's it's unfortunate for Ishmael because he didn't ask to be put in this situation. Like this was this was the doing of some adults who uh, were not following or really Sarah at this time, not following uh, what God said because God, she's going against the promises because she did not believe what has happened. She led on her own understanding of, I am too old to have children. And it wasn't like either that Sarah had a child and then died like a couple years later. She lived 35 more years after that. Like she lived to see her son be 35. That is a pretty long time, especially after being, you know, 90 and, you know, having a kid. Um, but anyway, I wanted to jump to uh, John thirteen seven, and Jesus is talking here, and he says, Jesus replied, he's talking to Peter, um, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. And I feel like that right there is like the epitome of probably every situation that we are put in where we lack the understanding to know what God is trying to do with us you don't understand what i'm doing right now but later you will and and your faith comes from not actually understanding where you're going with it but actually leaning on god and leaning on what he has promised you whether it makes sense to you or not um and a story that i love to share with people um that my dad always tells me kind of uh like we live in houston so um this is a very uh regionally based type of uh anecdote but he's like sometimes god is like yep i'm i'm gonna do something for you um in galveston like you're gonna you're gonna need to go to galveston but i need you to go on 45 north now if you live in this area um there is no way to get to galveston driving on 45 north uh 45 ends probably a little bit north of Galveston. Um, so there is no way to get to Galveston going 45 north. You can't even be in Galveston and get on 45 north and be in another part of Galveston because it ends a little bit north of Galveston. It, so it doesn't make sense, right? Um, but again, you know, you may prolong what is to happen for you because you're not following what it is that God designed for you. Because you, in your head, in your, in your feeble little mind, you're like, okay, 45 North to go to Galveston. Like that ain't the way to go to Galveston. But you don't know what God is trying to do for you. You don't know who you're going to interact with, what you need going on 45 North before you actually eventually travel to South on 45 to get to Galveston. There are so many times like that in our lives, just not understanding. But when you just put your trust in him, it's almost, it. the other thing is too, I, I'm not sure if you have, have noticed this, but it's actually easier to just like go with what he's saying. Like, it's almost easier to just like, yep, I don't understand actually what's going on, but let me just be obedient and follow what's going on. It's actually easier. Have you found, for example, in my case, and I'm, you know, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure that you guys are thinking of a time where this has been true for you. I made my situation more difficult and not to say that I wasted a year or anything like that, because I did learn something in that year. Um, 
that I had decided to go somewhere else and, you know, do my own thing. And I, I did not consult with God on that decision. I, um, and I felt a tugging and a nagging of like, Hey, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Like (laughs) I felt that I felt that from, uh, not just from people around me, but within my own self, like before people were even saying anything about it, it was like, "Mm, I'm not sure that I should actually be doing this. The cards are actually not aligning in the way that they should. That's okay. Um, I made it so much more difficult for myself. Like what I was going through and what I was trying to escape was nothing in comparison to what the next stage was. Like I would have dealt with that like 10 times over instead of dealing with what I ended up dealing with later. I I had never like, and you know, I, I talked about this in another episode about, um, my, like having like a a real true mental breakdown. Um, I, I never want to be put in that situation again. And I I never, ever, ever want to be put in that situation again, but I was not obedient at all. I even, even despite the, the tugs and the nags to be like, Hey, actually not this way. I still went with my own understanding of what was going on. And then again, like talking to God, like, why did you put me in this situation after I did it to myself? Same as Sarah, she took things into her own, took matters into her own hands, and and we'll talk about this in another episode. But what what she caused later for all of these things to come, like by doing that, um, ma- massive consequences um, later down the line that we actually are still experiencing today, but major consequences down the line because she decided to take matters into her own hands and then had the audacity to be like, ugh to her husband, you put me in this situation. No, you put yourself in that situation. Um, and so I just wanted to tell this story today. Like, you know, if you can recognize yourself and in Sarah, uh, just, just know you're not going to understand. It actually wasn't meant for you to understand. Um, it was meant for you to lean on God because you were not meant to be in this world without him because he created you and put you here to love you. Literally, that that's that's literally why you're here. Um, and he wants for other people to experience that love too. And so then your only responsibility after that is to share with other people what he's done for you so that they can come to him so that he can love his creation. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, you go against any of that and you will find you likely, maybe not in the beginning, but at some point you are going to be going through a difficult, difficult time until you turn back to the one who made you, the one who wants that he wants to help you. He literally wants to, because he knows everything that's going on. He knows it all. He knows it all. Um, so anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, I I actually really enjoy these. Um, so let me know what you think and I will see you next time. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye.